What's up, everyone? Welcome back. This is your boy, Khalif. And your girl, Jamise. And this is Friendly, Friendly Fire. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to do my Denzel laugh. That No, no. Try try that again. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, no, I'm uh, not. I'm not getting Denzel. I'm trying. I'm Denzel from Training Day. I don't remember what his laugh sounded like in Train Day, but I don't think that's it. Well, I was just watching this comedian earlier today, and he did a fantastic impersonation of Denzel. Oh, really? Yeah, it was awesome. It was pretty awesome. You guys, I would say check him out, but I don't remember his name. That's okay. Were you watching it on uh, Uh, YouTube or something? Something on YouTube. Just getting lost on the internet today. Uh, It happens to everybody. Must have been when I was busy. Do what I'm supposed to do because I am a good citizen and I do good things works <laughs> on Saturday. <clears throat> oh, you okay over there? Khalif needs some water. I may need a little water. My throat is parched. Mm, well, you didn't. I don't see your water bottle anywhere. So you must have left it in the kitchen. Maybe it says it was filled with that lovely, lovely sweet nectar, oh, cherry well, coke. The, the kitchen's too far and cherry. You shouldn't be drinking so much cherry cup. I wasn't. I'm letting it go because I think you're having some kind of weird celebration. No, no celebration whatsoever. <laughs> but to those of our listeners, first, I want to thank all of you for making the show a great success. I, we have a ton of new listeners. Um, people are actually chiming in. Right. We're so excited to have all of you and join us do what we do and Getting educated a and little so, bit. <laughs> thank you for joining us at crossfire.crusade.net and also following us through i subscribing through iTunes, your Please Android subscribe. players. If you subscribe, you'll make sure to never miss an episode. So go ahead and set that subscription so you can have us every week or so. <laughs> and remember, and remember. What are they to remember? Please leave. A five-star review. I, I will only if you feel it's necessary. Well, we no, 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 not necessary. Not <laughs> if, if you it's think necessary. we are giving you a five-star quality experience. No, please no, no. Rate I'm going to tell them five star. five star because it helps us in the iTunes ratings. I'm competing against Serial Undisclosed. A lot of these <laughs> other podcasts out there. Well, you know, honey, they do a whole lot of uh, research, and it's all true stories about people um, so people are really interested in true crime you I'm, know? I'm sorry but we do a lot of research as well we do but this is I don't know it's, it's different they're lawyers we're lay people lay lay people <laughs> <laughs> but, we're um, professional educators so we try to always give you correct information we sweet. do our best so <laughs> so I mean I just want to update everyone that heard a couple shows ago that your boy Khalif was back in America looking for a job. I don't think anybody was concerned about the update from this. Um, I I believe they would be because it ties into what we're going to be discussing. Later. No, I don't think we're going to get to it today, honey. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) But basically, I found a job, but eh, I'm on call most of the time. Yeah, we both found jobs, but it's kind of... No, so I have a question out there to listeners to kind of help me out a little bit, if you will, and I will do a straw poll or whatever. But just thinking about your own personal values, what is more important to you? Uh, a job that will give you lots of opportunity in the future but doesn't pay as well as you would like or hold out for big money on a job that you may not like but it pays you the big bucks. So which do you think is more important when choosing a new job? And if you want to send us that, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ke dot friendly fire or you can email us at crossfire at crusade dot net right so we we'll greatly appreciate your input because actually i've lived my life this past 10 years of just taking the job that has the best benefits and benefits to me mean i have a really good work-life balance i have time to myself i really enjoy what i do i feel re- rewarded so those things have all been good to me but now that i'm over that 30 mark i'm starting to think oh maybe i should work more like a grown-up and less like a kid with big dreams i don't know <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've always kind of worked like a grown up. 
but right you're you're a worker um i'm a dreamer no i'm someone <laughs> that figures i need to pay the bills and if right. what i love to do isn't paying the bills right. then i need to do something that will pay the bills see I'm, I'm different i say bills whatever i need to have a job that brings me fulfillment because i had to be there so much well she's you know? kind of changing that because she married to me so i am i maybe that is what it is you know i used to be like whatever you know i'll just have the good time job and you know and i, I left a really great job to come back here so it's hard for me to even think about it at times it kind of like oh i wish i didn't know about a great job that i could go back to if you know the door the the door is still open there so well i just had something to say well y'all just heard me say she left the great job to come back to the land of the u.s of a i mean i just want you guys to think about this and maybe chime in with the conversation you can email us back at crossfire at crusade.net or follow us on facebook great jobs are there any left in america Of course there are, silly goose. No, no, no. I mean, (laughs) what are the benefits that you think worth having for yourself? Are you willing to work 80 plus hours a week to make that grand check to have that money? Or you're willing to work, you know, some meager hours so you can get some of that R&R family time? Hmm. Uh, the, the, The traditional argument career versus family this is something that a lot of women have to deal with on a like daily basis you know like it's I think the question is placed on women's shoulders much heavier than on men's shoulders when it comes to that because men don't often have to choose between family or career as we can see by what the CEOs look like and the politicians well that's because there are certain things that can happen for a guy that may not be able to happen for a lady. Oh, sorry. Certain, there are things that can happen things. for a lady that won't be able to happen for a man. Okay. You know, get pregnant, have babies. Yes, but a lot of a lot of these women who are having babies are not doing it by themselves. Well, I mean, some of these are not even real, uh, ladies anymore that's, or claim to be ladies and having babies. But we'll talk about that on a future episode. You're trying to confuse people. <laughs> We're not going to even uh, approach that with the 10-foot pole at this point in time. But, well, actually, maybe we could just do, you know, we could maybe have time to just, you know, briefly bring that up. Well, no, I mean, I'm, well, maybe later, but here we go. <laughs> I just want to ask this question to everyone that's listening to us right now. What's the question? Can America be great again? Well, no, no, we we don't want you. I don't want you guys to answer that question because you've a lot of you've already answered that question, and we're gonna bring in your answers into the show. So why do they need to answer it again? No, it's are, not, they, are they supposed to like think about it? Well, not uh, this is for those that hasn't chimed in. It's a rhetorical question. No, it's not rhetorical. I mean, I really want those who hasn't chimed in, you know, to come in. But before we begin, I would like to introduce you to one of my favorite clips from, from a, a show. television show called newsroom yes it it was great i don't know hbo canceled it i know why they canceled it it was too smart it was real smart Mm -hmm. it was real yes it was gritty yes it was that (laughs) buku-ness as some would say right and i can't remember that actor's name i loved him in the first dumb and dumber but i prayed to god why they did the next one i can't think of the top of my head either i think we should have checked on that before but anyways i will check on that while you're playing the episode and then i mean the clip from the episode and then we'll find out what his name some of you already are like screaming at your your radio listening device right now at this guy's name like why did you know his name but i will remember it as soon as i hear his voice i think all right well here's the clip check it out My name is Jenny, I'm a sophomore, and this is for all three of you. Can you say in one sentence or less what... (laughs) Um, You know what I mean. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? Diversity and opportunity. Lewis? Uh, Freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well, why is America... Not the greatest country in the world, Professor, that's my answer. You're saying... Yes. 
Let's talk about... Fine. The Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of our paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey. And with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed, we cared about our neighbors, we put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't, we didn't scare so easy. We were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. Enough? Wow. Yes, that was spoken by the actor Jeff Daniels playing the role of Will McAvoy, a reporter in the TV show Newsroom. Sweet. Man, he dropped a bomb on everybody. I loved it. I dropped a bomb on you, baby. Is that is that a real song? Yes. Okay, that's the, cool. Yes, it's an old age. Well, you didn't sing along with me, so sometimes when you do that, I'm like, okay, maybe I made it up in my head. No, no, no. That's the Gap Band. Charlie Wilson. But what did you have? How did you feel about this this clip? I totally, completely agree, and I did think that was the stupidest thing that girl could have said out of her mouth. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say stupid. It's just one it of the was things very that uninformed, ignorant thing to ask. It is, but that's what politicians are telling the American people. This is a great country. This is this. Only recently, once Mr. Hare, Donald Trump, has got up and said, making it great again, has now been acknowledging the fact that there are some serious problems in this country. But I also disagree with making it great again. You know, it's, I had a discussion not too long ago with a former coworker of mine and dear friend. And she said that America is always trying to right wrongs and do better. But once you see them kind of backslide and kind of repeat the same mistakes of the past, you're like, that's not really a part of, that's not the fabric of our nation. Our nation is an experiment and we should always be trying to do better. So to be great again, kind of suggests to go backwards, in my opinion. We don't want to go backwards. <laughs> well, I think, I think that it was, not saying again, but I guess 
in this question, the way I mean it, could it be great again is to say, not to get back to a former stature, but to rise above the crap, the cesspool that we have created within this country. You like that, huh? That's that Rush Limbaugh. So, I, I don't know. I don't listen. I don't get a chance to listen to Rush. I don't even know what time he comes on. I don't so. know. It was just something I heard. And he was like, oh, this is just a typical cesspool. Oh, I, I did. That doesn't really sound like him, though, but okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. I haven't listened to him in years since he blasted me when I called him when I was in college and told me I was being brainwashed by the liberal, uh, my liberal university education of socialist professor, which is totally ridiculous if he knew where I went to school. So. But was it that true? That I was being brainwashed? Nah. Yes. <laughs> Not even close. Well, Jeff Daniels did bring up a fantastic thing. He gave some steps to how America could fix its problems. And maybe that's what we mean by be great again. Not the fact that it's not the fact that it's something that could be once again returning to a once latent or past greatness, but to aspire and inspire as we used to do. As what Jeff Daniels pointed out, this country used to be great. It used to do great things. We didn't beat our chest. We didn't go around pointing the fingers and screaming, we're number one. We didn't <laughs> separate amongst each other. I mean, we were, there was racism. But when the when the crap hits the fan, we were one country. Um, Sometimes. Uh, it's just, I think what Trump may be trying to say is let's get back to the Instead of it being the image, let's make it reality. You know, that America is the great experiment in multicultural democracy and open door to immigrants. And how can our behavior be something that other nations, new democracies can look up to to mimic the same behavior and be, and since we have so much influence in the world as Americans with our buying power and our bravado that we could actually use that for good and be seen as, you know, a, a good nation. I guess that's what the well, goal is. Well, here's something that I would like to say once again, we could, we could be a, do that once again. Or just, you know, take what we have done wrong. It's kind of like saying that you're sorry and knowing that you did something wrong and then decide to move forward. We have yet to move forward. So I think I have devised something, or as Jeff Daniels said, the first step to fixing anything is admitting there is a problem. So America, this is for you. I did boil it down to three, but we have a 12-step program for you. And here are the three things we need America and Americans to do. Thanks to psychcentral.com. Number one, we should face the problem. The beginning of any recovery is to acknowledge that there is a problem. There is, an, there is help outside of oneself and the willingness to utilize it. This also represents the very beginning of building trust beyond oneself. Because we're kind of acting like... Right now, schizophrenic, paranoid bastards. We don't trust anyone. We're afraid of everything. We scare easily. And what do we as people do? Give up our own rights to feel safe in our own homes when we're surrounded by, when we have two oceans on both sides, big pieces, chunks of land on top and below. It would take one hell of a infiltration to invade and take over. So, we need to stop fearing that something outside of us will destroy us. We're destroying ourselves from inside based on our paranoia. But that's just my two cents. Mm, right. And number two, surrendering. Oh, I don't part, mean, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, surrendering. Okay. Gotcha. I don't mean surrender like this is Rambo and Vietnam need to surrender to Rambo. I mean surrender to the fact that the acknowledgement of being powerless creates a void which formerly was filled with the mental and physical activity trying to control and manipulate the addiction. Our addiction is a struggle for power by doing evil things to each other and to others that we see outside of our group. 
if we can step back and see these things, just maybe, just maybe, we surrender to the problem, we surrender that there is a problem, we'll get over it. For you Christians, I surrender all. You know this one. I I don't know this song. (laughs) I don't go to church that often. Oh, brother. But... As we see in the news and in our people, there's a feeling of anger. I don't know why I'm singing so much today. I don't know. i just in the singing mood, I guess. So, I mean, so I'm people... a terrible singer. You might be having a feeling of anger as we see people attacking each other, police shootings, a loss of... A loss, emptiness, boredom, kids crying because they don't get that new iPhone. <laughs> Maybe depression. I don't get... I haven't kissed a girl. There are a lot of depressed laid. people. I think. And fear. Everyone's afraid. But I think people are bored, too. You see, like, the crime rates rising in kids in suburbia because they're bored. All this this heroin that has taken over the nation, you know, all these new heroin addicts, they're, they're bored. So... I'm yeah. not I'm not saying you should turn to drugs because you're bored. I'm saying the boredom has created this kind of issue where I don't know what to do. With idle myself. hands. Idle hands. Exactly. Idle hands, the devil's playground. So this is the devil is working. And then the final thing would be self awareness. Yes, self aware. How to be self aware. So there's an increase in awareness and observation of one's dysfunctional behavior. Insanity. The definition is that repeating a set behavior and expecting a different outcome, America. We try these different things. Actually, no, we don't, we don't try, try anything any different. different. We do this. We have so different what, is, what was our response to ISIS was the same response we had to Al-Qaeda bomb and the em. Taliban and, and everything else before it. Bomb them, bomb them, bomb them. And yeah, this doesn't... Okay, now, it it kind of worked when we bombed Japan. Kind of. But that was, but that was you know... Oh, no, 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 no. Let me, let me clear but that But they up. were already. When we dropped the bomb on Japan, we had something no one. Sorry. <laughs> I really like this song. <laughs> we had something that the world has not seen and it scared the hell out of, what was the name? Shido? The Hirohito? emperor. Thank you. Um, It scared the hell out of the emperor. And it was like, oh, they got something that can burn us up and destroy cities. I quit. I tap out. We don't I, have anything new. I also new. think Japan was. It was exhausted by that point anyway, you know, so. Well, I just think that at that point. But everyone was exhausted by the time it got that far into the war. And that's why we needed the bomb. The bomb, they were like, there was. I can't go on anymore. We need something. That was a knockout blow. We we must stop this now. (laughs) And America, once this mega ego has now been acknowledged, restraint can now be exercised. Removing oneself from old behaviors are accompanied by anxiety. Anger and a sense of loss of control. People like, just get uh, the terrorists uh, out no, of here. No, no, I know what this is. This is that whole thing that comes for people who have a hard time dealing with change. That whole anxiety thing and feeling like you've lost control. You yes. Just, this is not something that you're used to, so you get upset. You get upset. You blame everything. You mm-hmm. fight the people who are really trying to help you. Right. So this new wave adjustment period may feel uncomfortable, uh, which you could, again, you're going to be scared. You might even feel guilty. You know, we do hear a lot of people now are starting to feel really guilty about some of the ugly things that the nation, ha- America, has done in the name of democracy or getting evildoers. Manifest or destiny. You know, I, I don't want to go that far back. That's ridiculous. I'm just going to stay in the now with that. So, But, you know, there's some guilt. And with help and support, the new behavior will become the norm and thus the new path will feel more comfortable, which would require, I think, some support from our allies, allies you know, and some of our people. allied, some of the American allied nations. And the American people should just learn to support each other. Right, right. And stop taking, I mean, there's a lot of steps to that, but absolutely, they're going to need some support to get through it. So let's review those three steps one more time. So the three things need America to do is face the problem. Two, surrender. And three, become self-aware. And through self-awareness, you will achieve enlightenment. Uh, maybe not enlightenment, but again, <laughs> this is all about improvement, right? Improvement. We're always improving. So uh, America was around a long time before I was born, and I hope that it'll be around long after I'm gone, but there's going to have to be some serious changes. Some serious needed 
change. All right. So first things first. Let's face some of these problems. Some of these problems. We're going to just hit the big ones, guys, because, yeah, there's a whole bunch of little, little nitpicky ones. But let's get to the big ones that the government can actually help with. Well, there's a whole bunch of nitpicky ones, but these are some of the major ones, Jamise and I, and some of you, our definite listeners, have suggested. Our, our definite listeners? Uh, I want to say I was thinking dedicated, but it just, <laughs> but somehow I was thinking defecated. And See, I was this, like, no. guys, this is what rappers do. They always change the the English language to suit whatever they want. So, this is this is what happens. Let's, let's, I'm taking I'm taking the language back, Dan. No, nah, dedicated. That was just, that was just a slip <laughs> of the tongue. Ah, uh, sure, sure. But there's slips. a few things we we there are a few problems that America has right now. And thanks to you, some of our dedicated listeners, you have made some valuable suggestions. Mm-hmm. And we also considered those things. And thank you, uh, I'm Facebook friend Danucci. I, I'm sorry why if I'm say, messing up her name. Why are you saying Danucci like this? Because I might be messing up her name. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, you know, she's a great person. And she also helped us. She said some of the, we hear, here are some of the four problems or four or five problems that we think, some of the major ones. Give us number one. I don't want to go through all the problems. I just want to just talk about each one separately. Oh, I wanted to introduce them no, first. No, no, because we're not going to be able to get to all of them in this, in this episode it, it without their matter. heads exploding. No, I want to do it my way. No, we're going to do it my one. way. Problem one, no. No, this is no. my show, so we're going to do it this way. <laughs> no, this is our show. Well, I wrote this one, we're so going we're going to do it this way. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you smoke a pack and a half a day. I am not a smoker. No, she's not. My throat people. is dry. My mom has the heat on, even though it's not cold. Well, so here's some of the issues that I that we have foreseen. One, you have med- medical slash health care. Um, you have gun control issues. Medical and health care is the same thing. I was thinking mental. That's all a part of medical. That's all a part of health care. Well, whatever. Stop critiquing. Let's mm, move on. Never listen to me. That's because you don't correct finally. So gun control policies. I call it hypocritical bigotry. We'll get to that later. Cost of higher education, work in America, and finally... That's it. Those are the big five. Oh, my bad. I did count out five. My bad. So, as you would say, Jameez. What? What would I say? You're not even listening to me on this. You're totally going rogue. That's what I do. You're a bad soldier. I never followed orders. I'm a rapper, don't you know? Oh, please, whatever. That's not what you told them kids. I would tell American kids anything, but that's not the point. Ooh, look at you. I tell them what they need to hear, not what I want them to hear. No, they need to know the truth. The truth is... Tell the truth! (laughs) That's just awful. What? I'm saying it. Just tell the truth. I did tell the truth. They need to listen to their teacher when they're in school. Listen to the teacher. So, well, first, okay, medical care, which we can't get to all of them in this time frame, but we will try to tackle them. Nobody cares. <laughs> within enough time. He's presenting this like we're in school. <laughs> this is not how. This is not how this is supposed to go. I don't know. I'm just. Let's following. just call it health care because that's what it is. Health care. Well, whatever, physical <laughs> or mental. Mm-hmm. So what is the cost of healthcare these the days? The true cost of healthcare? Yes, the true. I have cost no of idea. It varies from country to country. So I really don't know. I'm, talking, what I'm the not true talking about from country to country. I'm talking about America. Keep well, it American. It is it is putting our nation billions and billions of dollars in debt. That's what I know for sure. I don't have exact numbers, but I know that it is it is a, a nightmare. It is an economic nightmare. I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous. I would tell you a story. Story time. Reading Rainbow. Yay. Not really. It's going it to take him forever. Shut it up. It's going to take him forever. You're still talking. I can say it in a minute. Why are you still talking? I'm going to put the timer on it. Well, then I want you to take the timer. <laughs> turn that some bit side. No, excuse me. Excuse me. You are not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So <laughs> you need to come on off of that. That's, that's silly. Well, can, can I finish this? Fine, tell your story. Well, many, many moons ago. This man's expensive, by the way. (laughs) Many, many moons ago, I... No many moons. 
earlier this year, <laughs> a few months ago. A, couple, a few, a few moons. Yeah, a few moons. Not, few not too many moons. <laughs> Just a few. A couple months ago, I had to go to the hospital for some. I don't know. It's just weird. I went in for kidney stones. I didn't know there were kidney stones. I had a, a pain that hit me. Why don't you tell it from the beginning? I am telling it from the beginning. No, you skipped ahead. So now, you know, you just spoiled alert the whole thing. So they're supposed to kind of guess what was wrong with you. Okay, whatever. She oh. wanted me to do it quickly, and I tried to tell I'm, you I'm quickly. trying to now make it fun. To... Okay, well. Can I make this show fun for you guys? I mean, really, can I make it fun? I think that I'm a very fun person. Will you stop beating your own meat and let me finish this? Excuse me, that is totally inappropriate, and it's my drum. Well, <sighs> as I was saying, okay, I get up, it's Friday morning. No, it's Thursday. I don't remember the day, but it's it's an afternoon. I get up. I'm I'm enjoying visiting family. I go to the bathroom. Once I leave the bathroom, I get this sharp pain right underneath my navel. Mm-hmm. And it hurts, but I'm walking around. I do, you know, men, we're gonna be like, walk it off. Walk it off. You good, son. Walk it off. So I'm walking around the house. I'm sipping on some water, drinking water. And then that pain travels from underneath my navel to to my left side where my where your kidney would be. Mm. And it hurt like hell. Mm. I collapsed like someone kicked me in the shards. Mm-hmm. I, shards? You mean nards? No, shards. Because... Like someone kicked you in the nuts, right? Yeah. And that would be nards. Kicked me in the nards and it sharded. <laughs> <laughs> but long story short, I go to the bathroom. I'm thinking I have some really bad indigestion, maybe food poisoning because I had fish for dinner. So I don't know why he thinks fish is always trying to poison him. Because every time we had fish, you projectile vomit. No, one time. One time. Ruins everything. Out of hundreds of times. Well, I go to the bathroom. I try to make myself puke. That doesn't really help. And Did you remember, stick your finger down your throat? Oh, I took two of my my long my longest fingers and just shoved it and down really my throat. And that really works. Hell Yeah. You know, I've tried to do it, but I don't think I can get my fingers up. I mean, you know how when you're a kid, you're trying to get out of school. I could never, I could, I never had the guts to get it down far enough. That's what she said. But I'm bummed. <laughs> Literally. And so what ends up happening is that I jab my fingers down my throat. And remember, I still have this pain on my side. And I don't want to be touched there. And think of when you're heaving, everything contracts. And now... That side that is in pain is being squeezed, Ugh. and I just I think fall my stomach's over. starting to hurt right now. Let's 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 well, no, ahead no. a little. So <laughs> I puke. I call my mom. I collapse in the living room floor. They call an ambulance because no now, one. Now now let me, me pause Khalif's story. Okay, so Khalif is in Houston visiting family. I'm back in Korea because I'm still working, and I'm getting all these messages throughout like very early in the morning. I'm like, what is going on? I'm trying to call him back, and because the first message was something about uh, appendix. You know, things my appendix. And I was trying to tell him, no, what you're describing is not your appendix. And see, this has happened since I was a small child. I had appendicitis very quickly. I'll tell you, I had appendicitis when I was three. I almost died. I had my appendix removed. But I remember that pain. Like, this is an experience that has never left me. So every time anybody I know, my loved ones, my friends, will be like, oh, I have this this pain in my side. Is it my appendix? And I can tell them exactly, you know, if it is or isn't. Because once you've gone through it, those of you who have, you you know, you know, you'll never forget. Exactly. But it was not his appendix. No, it was not. <laughs> so as I spoiler alerted you guys earlier, if you caught on, I'm now being taken to the hospital. I'm at the hospital. By ambulance, y'all. By you know that's ambulance. expensive. And so the ambulance takes me to the hospital because and they can't like really touch me. No one can really help me get on the stretcher because they touch me. I'm collapsing in pain. And so, and this is freaking me out. Probably because sweating bullets too. 
oh. dehydrated like a mofo, huh? I think I got a little dehydrated based on the fact that I was making myself puke. Yeah. So I'm Probably sweating already bullets. a little dehydrated before you made yourself puke. I'm too. like in pain. They mm. take me in. They're mm. doing all. There's like, oh, we need to do these tests. Your urine is coming out in a very dark color. Oh, and now I'm going nuts. All these tests, and I don't know what's going. I don't know what's happening. I'm so in, I'm so I'm like, is he going to die? We've only been married for five months. <laughs> they keep giving me shots of morphine. I can't be a widow this young. She could. She'd just get somebody else. I know. That's so sad. So she'll, she'll get over it in like a year. Okay. I can wear black for a year. So so what ends up happening? I don't want to have to do one of them. them never mind. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get into a Leonidas writing love letter movie. Talking about you need to move on. Well, he knew he was dying. You didn't know you were dying, so you felt like you got kicked in the kidney. So I'm in the hospital. No one can touch me. The doctor can't touch me. I'm laying on my right. Yes, my right side. Yeah, I had to look. My right side. And so no one can touch my back. I'm just like in so much pain. My mom is crying. I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Well, they keep trying to tell me I'm dehydrated. So they gave me like, a gallon bag of saline solution and my body's just absorbing that and i'm but they keep giving me shots for pain so you had painkillers saline solution they ran some tests they they took me some kind of scan not a cat scan mri Uh, mri i don't know the (laughs) test it's all sticking me in a big ass and then you were kept in observation overnight right and i was kept overnight no 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 and then i was kept gonna be kept overnight well, somebody comes in and says, well, through your test, you look like you had a kidney stone, but mm-hmm. you must have passed it before mm-hmm. coming to the hospital. Because they couldn't find it. They couldn't find it anymore. They couldn't find they it They could anymore. see the remnants of it where it's like inflamed and swollen and stuff. So they know what had happened. And like but... a couple shards that I had to pass left. But right. they said right. I could do that on my own because they're really small. Right. And, you know, before all of this, I just want to give props to Khalif's older sister because she had already predicted what it was going to be. When she called me back, she knew I was freaking out and she explained everything and said, exactly what she thought it was based on his behavior while he was away from uh his loving wife who he calls annoying but i i try to watch his diet because you know i don't i don't want to be a young widow okay this is the truth who gets married for their spouse to die if you i mean some people may but that wasn't my intention so but his big sister explained it all to me before they even had the diagnosis and when it came in that that it was indeed that I was like, oh, that's all. I mean, it feels like you're dying, but there's really nothing a hospital can do for you anyway. So, well, I asked, could I leave? They said no. They had to keep me there. So, by the time it's about four in the morning, they stick me in a room and let me go like four hours later. Mm. Mm. I didn't know it was that short. That's not even really four hours. Maybe ten days. I mean, 10, sorry, 10 days. 10 hours. I, I mean, don't want. I don't want to pay a twenty-four hour 10, fee then. For at least about ten o'clock in the morning. Wasn't even like two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm, mm, I'm upset now. So <laughs> I get released from the hospital. I'm waiting for the bill to come, and I'm thinking, oh, I wasn't there that long. I didn't have surgery. I didn't. They didn't it really do that anything. Bad. I estimated about five G's. I estimated about five G's as well. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, we'll, we'll just get damn. a little payment plan and we take care of it. You well, know? I get the bill. It is $13,000. About that. I said, oh, they must have just made this stuff up. I said, how many doctors did you see? I had to go check. I had to go talk to the hospital to get an itemized bill. And I, I was still, like, what in and the I blue hell? still disagree. <laughs> what in the blue hell do you, are you charging me for? I wouldn't even. $13,000. And hold on. Hold no on. one did anything. It was what, like $2,000 to be in a private, in a room by myself? I don't like remember that hours? part. I just remember how much the MRI cost. Well, the MRI, yes. But the room, it was like 500 a night. Like, sweet no, hotel I, no, I think in it Korea. was more than that. No, no, no. Sweet hotel in Korea cost $500 a night. In America, it was like a thousand or two thousand or something. Oh, I see. You don't mean sweet hotel. You mean a suite in the hospital. Yeah, it's like having a suite uh, in the hospital. Private, private suite. Yeah. So, and I'm like, but did I'm they like feed a, you? Do you remember eating? I did have a meal. Okay, so one meal that probably cost five hundred dollars. <laughs> so yeah. 
I don't know why it was so expensive, though. I'm like, really? And get this, guys. This hospital was a public hospital. Not one of those private, fancy, schmancy ones. For-profit hospitals. But this was this is a public institution. So I'm like totally disgusted by these inflated prices. It's unbelievable. No procedures, no surgeries, no like main doctor. They were all like interns, right? So it was ridiculous. I think I only saw one specialist that I didn't really want to see. And I said, Isn't, he doesn't need to come by because even he thought it was pointless because I had already passed the stones. So he was like, yeah. there's nothing. He gave me a card and he says, well, if this happens again, you know, call me. That's why if I ever changed my mind and got pregnant, I just had the baby at home with the midwife. And this is why my body's going to do all the work anyway. So what am I paying you for? You know, like, that's how I feel. So you can just catch it and it's going to cost me $8,000. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, see, and this is the point that I was thinking of. That's what I think. What is the cost of health care? I mean, that is pretty inflated. I mean, I want, I would love to compare it to Korea, but Korea has a whole heap of. Oh, I did. Risk. I did I compare it. it. I did. Oh, I, I have. I found out how much those procedures would have been. How much? So even. <laughs> Even I, I wish I hadn't, you know, OK, for the uninsured, for the uninsured, it would have been an outpatient situation and it would have cost us about five hundred dollars for uninsured for uninsured. Sweet. So, yeah. I mean, when you're insured, it probably would have been way less, maybe like 90. But uninsured is uh, that cost. So I wish I had not looked that up because I felt really disgusted yes and i think i think um korea has some pretty top-notch medical care i was very pleased with my medical our our medical care while there so i just i don't understand what we're paying for in the states when you even have insurance some people's bills are still astronomically stupidly ridiculous so well i know me and and since you brought up that point just for the simple fact a 13 for nothing no cutting on me no, they just poked me a few times and used a big and machine to try to like x-ray. That to was see the what most was expensive on. part. Yeah. Then, the the drugs weren't that much. They could have just given you a prescription for painkiller and sent you, and sent your butt home. That's what I thought. And when I'll come back in the said, morning for you to check me out to make as sure. As soon it's as okay. they said it was a kidney stone, I was like, Well, can I go home? Like I know I feel like shit. But I'm gonna go home. <laughs> if it's just that and you said I must have passed them already, can I get the hell out of here? Give me some drugs. <laughs> so just think about that, people. So I have a question for you. Would many Americans be afraid to go to the hospital now? They've always been afraid because I did not know that healthcare costs were like this because I always had insurance. I've never been really, really sick, except when I was a child under my parents' insurance, which was always good because they were both government employees. So I had no idea until now how I mean, I people said it. I watched the was a documentary, Michael Moore, the uh, I don't know, sicko, no, the other one, sicko, and it was all about healthcare. And I was like, that's unfreaking believable, you know, just ew, it's just no reason. No and another reason. thing, another thing, listeners, your boy Khalif has had a major operation on his, on his body where he almost had to have his whole leg amputated. Do you remember what the bill for that was? $25,000. <sighs> and I was in the hospital for at least almost two weeks. Yeah. So two yeah. weeks, $25,000. But you were also uninsured, am I correct? I was definitely uninsured okay. because I had just got laid. Well, I was removed. Oh, just, just yes. Yes, yes. you're uninsured. I lost, I lost my insurance because they decreased my hours at work, my health coverage. So, but... That means the costs must be astronomically have risen since then. How long ago was that? About 10, 10 years? years ago. And so you were there for two weeks. $25,000. $25,000. One But night, nowadays, it may be just two days. And that's what your bill comes out to. So what the what is going on? That's the thing that mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out. And that's why I was so disturbed when I got, when I received the bill. So but, so, but, you know, we'll handle it like we do everything else. It's just one of those things that was a real shocker and just a wake-up call, basically, that we have got to do something about health in well, America. Our our current president and past presidents have tried, but Barack Obama has put through, uh, got Congress to put through the Affordable Health Care Act. But the problem is there are issues with also this Also known as Obamacare. But it, for those of you who are really angry about it, 
it is not originally how it was intended. The original bill is very much like the one the Clintons put forth during their time in office, which was more comprehensive and did have some controls on spending. But there was a Republican sitting in Congress. There's a lot of infighting. This was the best that they could do. And I guess something's better than nothing, but well, I, I just, don't know. I can't remember the politician's name. But Ooh. he did... Uh, you remember... T- t- you tell me remember. what he did. This is what he did. He took the bill and he said, well, he looked at some parts and realized if you want a bill to fail... Mm-hmm. I'll remove the funding. He's actually running for president. Oh, right Marco now. Rubio, Senator yes. Marco, Mar- Marco Rubio, and he yes, was from proud Florida. of that bull. No, no, he should be. That was smart because the funding for it was supposed to come from the tax dollars. We were going to refund the insurance companies for money that they lost. So it's let a yet another bailout for big business. Heck no, no. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, if if it can't survive on its own, then they need to woohoo go away. Well, see, but that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. It's like you're not losing it shouldn't cost like if you go people you know if you go to the hospital and they give you regular old ass tylenol why should that tylenol that you can get 30 in a bottle for like 10 but then you go to the hospital get one that one those two pills cost you 25 bucks a pop oh dear uh so i mean i don't know if that i think that might be inflated the whole tylenol thing but we get your point that maybe we should go to the hospital with our own medical kit you know with our <laughs> with our painkillers and band-aids and things it's like please just use this stuff in my own kit because it'll cost me <laughs> i don't know what the solution to that is but maybe that uh so the issue with the affordable care it's act like, is that it's like hey i don't want your morphine i got some chewable morphine right here son you're like where'd you get that son? uh oh, mexico check this out and you guys may find well hopefully you find this funny do Man. not talk about anything that when you broke the law no, 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 no. When I was in the hospital, when I was about to get my leg supposedly amputated, there was mm-hmm. a guy there who was like, I got the gout. I got the gout. For those <laughs> y'all don't know, it's like an inflammatory disease in your uh, joints. You can look it up. It's spelled G-O-U-T, U-T. like how it sounds, gout. And he was like, I got the gout. And the doctor was like, and the dude's like 25. You're not supposed to get the gout until you're like older in age or something but like let's that. admit that people who are from a poorer environment, economically disadvantaged, their bodies break down a lot faster. True. So the beauty of this whole thing he was saying, which made me funny, he's like, I got the gout. And he was like, so what have you been taking for the pain? Ah, I've been taking some Vicodin. Oh, Lord, it must be bad. And the doctor was like, excuse me? Um, how did you get this Vicodin? He's like, that's none of your business, doctor. But I got the gout. <laughs> how you going to help me? Like, okay. Sounds and, like an addict. <laughs> yeah, and so... And he kept hooping and hollering about he needs some Vicodin. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't give me anything but saline solution. And my leg was like, looked like it had elephantitis or something. Well, of course, later you did get all kinds of painkillers. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yes, I did. But so the issues with the Affordable Care Act, in my opinion, is that it just doesn't do enough. It doesn't do enough. And people have purposely crippled it. Well, it needed to be crippled. It's a garbage bill. I mean, (laughs) it just doesn't do enough. So hopefully the people who are most adamant and and against it will come up with a better option that will work for more people. So it really, the thing is to control the costs from both ends. And that means that we got to get the insurance companies and the the medical corporations to stop, get their hands out of the con- congressional members' pockets. I was going to say congressmen, but we know we have congresswomen too. Get your hands out of their pockets. Stop giving them money to make them say, oh, yeah, vote this way or vote that way. No, get away. Get away. Bad, bad. Big, big health care is big business, and that's not how it should be. And also, I just wanted to pose a question. It's a, something severely is plagued wrong with individuals in this country. And should me- mental health be a priority? I think more than a priority, it should be mandatory. So how would you make this mandatory? The same way that Korea has made it mandatory. And how did Korea make it mandatory? Uh, somehow, I'm not exactly sure the exact way it's supposed to work but every so many years as a child you are you go meet with a psychologist and they evaluate and then as an adult i think it's every five years maybe you know just someone just to check in to see how you're doing how's your mental health if there are some issues this person is their first contact with getting help 
basically. So, but then Korea does have an issue in their nation that's plaguing their nation as far as mental health is concerned. That's high suicide rates. And our nation, instead of us internalizing that pain, we see a lot of very sick people turning it on other people. Exactly. So they've it's become to me. Well, I'll get more into that later, but it's very dangerous. These people need, if they really are mentally ill, they do need to get the help that they need. And the only way to say that, I guess, is to identify it as children. Mm. I mean, but it's hard to do it as children because most of these illnesses can't be documented till they're 18. But just to like know, there are a few kids who we should keep an eye out for. So when they turn 18, we make sure that we get them in first. Yeah, all these children of the corn need to be watched. <laughs> so, so what did are have, some people say about that? Well, A. Lee on Facebook says that there should be mandatory mental health care testing for Americans. All right. So we're not sure exactly when this should happen. Maybe when you go in to get your driver's license. <laughs> oh, definitely. Because there's plenty of people I would like to. But some people just go crazy just waiting <laughs> in, in line to get their driver's license. So that may not be the best opportunity. Well, and also E. Carter, because this also leads into the whole gun issue that we'll talk to you about next time. Right. But he also feels that Americans, well, he is a pastor, but he also feels that Americans should turn to a higher power and also be tested for the mental the mental stability, because what's happening now is just atrocious of what's going on. We still haven't learned, obviously, in the... I mean, even as far back as, and we'll get into this next, as far back as the shooter at UT, the sniper sitting up in the clock tower shooting, we know that there are mental health issues that need to be addressed. And the wave of Vietnam vets who came back that had so many issues that were not cared for and they're homeless on the streets. And we're seeing that again with the wave of vets coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq. So we really do, not just with our military personnel, but also with civilians at large. And even just educating the public, if you're not mentally ill, being able to spot that in people that you love and care about so you can help them get the help that they need. So what is the solution for medical... Oh, yeah, we already talked about solutions. We're going to fix we're going to fix that affordable care act and we're going to make it good and we're going to get people the help that they need. We're going to identify them early and get them, you know, and, and also educate the public about how to identify these behaviors. Well, and also guys, we want to thank you all for chiming in. I want you to tune in next time as we talk about the most heated heated issue of them all. I don't think it's the most heated, but well, it's pretty right heated. now. You got Moses of the NRA mm-hmm. talking out against it. Gun control. Well, policy. we'll deal with the second problem that America has, and that is number two gun control issues. And so, any final thoughts on the first issue we face healthcare? No, I think we said it all. And in that case, I'm your boy Khalif. And I'm your girl Jamis. Don't forget, you can find us at crossfire.crusade.net. Just say bye. Just, just say goodbye. Say goodbye for now. Bye. No. Oh, and I also want to say, oh, sorry, before we go, I'm so glad that you stopped See, for that. she's cutting us off. No, I just want to say Merry Christmas to those of you who celebrate Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas. Happy holidays. Just, you Kwanzaa, know, much Monica. love and happiness and peace during this holiday season. Because we won't be hearing from us until after uh, the holiday. So everyone enjoy yourself. Enjoy your time with your family. And let's be safe out there and take care of each other. Thank you for listening.